Well, good morning. It's great to be here. And I'm um, just trying to work out which side I want this on. What side, Neil? <laughs> but it's really good to be here and um, to worship as family and um, to see what God wants to do in us and through us. And so um, I really believe that God wants to speak a particular word today for us and, as, and for you as a congregation. But individually, what does God want to do? What's the new thing God wants to do in each of us? Well, a couple of weeks ago, I woke up married to an old man. <laughs> so my husband turned 60 a few weeks ago. And um, I thought, wow, I'm married to a 60-year-old. And then I looked in the mirror and I thought, hey, he's married to an old woman too. So, but, you know, the man I married is not quite looking the same, but neither am I. And yet when I think about it, actually not only is he not looking the same or am I not looking the same, but we're really different in a lot of ways. So we're not really the same people. We've grown, we've developed, and we've become um, more whole in who we are over the years, the experiences and things that we've gone through. And so today I want to look at the people of Israel and how they, on the brink of the Jordan River, looking out to a land that God had for them, This new land God wanted to take them into, as they stood there, they weren't the same people as the ones that left slavery. And so I want us to look at them today and what is it that God wanted to take them to. So if you've got your Bibles with you, I can't work out which side on this one. So Joshua chapter 1, and it's funny that Joel mentioned Joshua Um, because I've just last week talked about that particular passage um, of the sun standing still, but we won't reflect on that this morning. But that was a really good word. It's so true. What are we praying for? And uh, prayer comes through intimate relationship with God, a God who's able to do amazingly, more than we could ever hope or dream or imagine. So Joshua chapter 1. I'm just going to read the first few chapters, not chapters, verses. So don't worry, we won't be here that long. So Joshua 1, after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I'm giving them. I promise you, What I promised Moses, wherever you set foot, you'll be on land I have given you. From the Negev wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north. From the Ephrates river in the east to the Mediterranean sea in the west. Including all the land of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Be strong and very courageous. 
Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instructions continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. What a powerful word. And as I was thinking about this this morning, I thought about you as a congregation on the journey that you've been on for quite a few years now. And where is it that God wants you to be now? So let's look at the Joshua and the people of Israel. What was the wilderness for them? Because the wilderness is a place that God actually led them into. And when we think of a wilderness, we think of it as a place we don't want to be. A place that um, is we need to hurry up and get out of there. But the people of Israel were there for some time. For over 40 years, they wandered around in the wilderness. But in this wilderness, God was establishing some very important truths for them. It was in the wilderness that God established who they were as a nation, what, what um, he wanted for them, what he wanted them to know. And um, so some of the things that um, God revealed to them was that he, the transition from slavery into freedom. So they were slaves when they left Egypt into um, freedom. So... When they left, actually, God instructed them to, to take from their neighbours, or the neighbours gave them, all the jewellery, gold, silver. So they left actually quite rich, but they didn't really know it. And God needed to use that time to establish within them that they were free, that they were no longer enslaved. Sometimes we can be free but not really know it, still walking around as slaves. And it took the Israelites a long time to realise they had freedom. They were free. So what else did did God establish? He established also that they um, belonged. There was a belonging. And not only did they belong to God, which was important for them to, to come to grasp with, that they were God's chosen people. They were his and he was there. That um, they now belonged to him. They were precious to him. They were important to him. They were significant. But also they belonged together. And, you know, like Joel was talking about the young people, but each generation is important. There's belonging. So there's establishment of belonging. The, the responsibility they had for each other, the responsibility they had to care for each other, to work together. And I think sometimes that a lot of congregations don't realise that they belong, not only just on a Sunday, but they are family, they belong. God gels you together for a reason so that you can keep each other accountable, you can keep each other um, strengthen 
equipped. So belonging is a really important thing. Like in Hebrews it says, do not give up meeting together. There's belonging. It's, it's, a, it's more than just worshipping together. There's a sense of belonging, the need as to come together as a community. And this is God establishing for the Israelites this nation, a nation of people that belong to him. He also shaped their character. The wilderness was a time of, of them learning about who they were and, and who God was. Their character needed to be refined. They still, in, in a lot of ways, felt that they were enslaved. So God wanted to show them that he was at work in building their character, who they were. They were whole. They were important. They were significant. They were precious. Also, that when they faced difficulties, he wanted them to know who to depend upon and not to complain because they were a people that knew how to complain really well and often something went wrong why did you leave us back in Egypt you know send us back there to be slaves <laughs> you know so woe is me the story and yet God was trying to shape a new character a new sense of who they were in relation to who God was so facing hardship shapes their character. God was doing a work in building this within the people. A sense of trust, to trust God when they couldn't see where the tomorrow, where, what was going to happen tomorrow or where they were going to be fed. You know, in the wilderness, over the, the years that they were there, it says that their shoes never wore out nor their clothes. You know, That's a God we can trust in. Isn't it? This is a God we can trust. And so they started to understand that this was a God whom they could put their trust in. Another thing they learned that they were loved. They were cherished. Many times, many, many times we read that they failed miserably. Yet God's unconditional love remains the same. And so they learnt about love and they learnt how to love. So the wilderness was pretty significant. It was the shaping of a nation of gods who belonged to him. But here they now stood and this is the journey that brought them to this place because God had promised them a new place, a promised land. And they stood on the brinks of the Jordan River and God said, The time has come for you to go into a new place. A time has come. You've been here long enough. It's time to now step it up. It's time to go to a new place, a place you've never been before, a place that's unfamiliar, a place that God wants to do even greater things in developing and renewing and restoring God doesn't want you to stay this side of the Jordan. He wants to go to a new place of where God wants to do his work, a new thing. And so the time had come. No longer in the normal, what had become normal for them. 
God wanted to, them to now step up. It's like I said to Neil, do you reckon this is a good analogy? And he said, oh, well, you can use it, but I'm not quite sure if it's correct. But I, I'm, I'll use it. So, but if, it's, if you don't want to receive it as... But I just think about kids. And you, they, they're in your home, you're developing them, you're teaching them about the things of the Lord, and you are shaping them. And then they have to grow up and live it. And I almost feel that this was the Israelites. God had done a work in them and now it's time to live it. Step into a new place and step up and live the way God has showed you how to live. Be it. Be the people God has called and set your part to be. And so what was this new land? What did it look like? Unrestricted movement. See, verse 3 says, wherever you set foot, you'll be on land I have given you. Wow, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? What does that mean? It means start to claim the promises that God has given you. Step out in faith and receive them. Every step on this land, you step into into the promises that I have given. Receive them. So So unrestricted land is only restricted by you. The only thing that restricts your movement is you. And so God is saying, there's going to be unrestricted land. I have given you all of this. Take a step wherever you place your foot. It's land I have given you. New possibilities. New freedom and responsibilities. A new depth. God wanted to take them into a new depth not only just individually, but corporately as a people. In verse 7, it it talks about not compromising. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. So take a hold of the promises and the word of God and don't deviate. We are living in a time where it's easy to compromise. This is where God says, step it up. In this new land, I don't want compromise. I don't want you to be wishy-washy. Embrace the land that God has given you, but don't compromise. You be the people I formed you to be this side of the river. Mine, you belong to me. Going into the new land, remember that. You belong to me and, it's, and, and don't deviate from it. Stay true to what God has formed you for. You are the people of God here and God is taking you into a new land, don't deviate. Hold true to the people God has formed you and created you to be. A new abundance. See, God, in the wilderness, they lived on manna that God provided. But in this new land, God was going to provide riches that they had never experienced. Some of them had never eaten. They were born in the wilderness. And when you look in the chapters 
ahead, further on, it, it talks about that the, the rolling away of shame. And I think that's really interesting because this side of the river, why hadn't that rolled away? And sometimes we can still walk in freedom but carry shame. And God is saying, on this other side of the river, I'm going to roll away shame. No more shame. You don't have to carry shame. Shame is deliberating. Yeah, couldn't get the word. It it is binding. It restricts you. It it actually dictates what you do. So shame is rolled away and then the abundance of overflow of enjoying the riches that God has provided. New courage, a new dependency on God, that God was going to show himself faithful. God had gone ahead. So these are the new, these are the things that God was, and many other things, God was calling them to. Here they stood, ready. The promised land's just ahead. And... I guess everyone's thinking, well, why not? I'm ready. It's almost, it's almost you kind of think, though, you know when that you get a phone call and it says, oh, congratulations, you have just won a million dollars. And you think, oh, how exciting. Your heart starts to pound. And you're getting sweaty. You think, wow, I've won a million dollars. What could I do with a million dollars? There it is. And then they go, all you've got to do is give me your bank details and I will deposit it in into your account. And you think, oh, okay, boom, boom. Don't they mean give me your banking details and I will take out everything in your account? So it's, it's almost a kind of like that, this is what's ahead, but what's the catch? Why, what, you know, I want that. I want to walk in freedom. I want to walk into a new place. I want to go into ground that I've never walked before. But what stands in the way? Well, let me tell you. The Jordan River. The Jordan River. They had to cross the Jordan River to get to this new place. Now, the Jordan River was in flood season. And because of the, the spring rains, the, the melting of the snow flowing down from the mountains, it was a raging river, dangerously, dangerously overflowing. And apparently it's about, I think, a mile wide and 12 feet deep. Now, this is not a little puddle to step over. <laughs> like, you know, I don't even get in the water in summer. And what I've got to get to where I want to get, I've got to go through this raging river. And but God, and we want to avoid it. It's like that kid's book. There's there's no going round it. There's no going over it or going under it. You've got to go through it. And so, what stood in the way was this raging, raging river. They had to go through. How, what better time for God 
to show his amazing, miraculous hand than in the raging river. See, this is what God does. God doesn't transport you from this place, boom, 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 and drop you. No, actually, he wants to show you. You can go through the Jordans to get to where I want you to get. I'm going to help you. You're not alone. Like This is the, the, the promises that, that Joshua had to step out in. It says, he says, um, verse 5, I will not fail you or abandon you. Verse 6, be strong and courageous. Verse 7, you will be successful in everything you do by following the word of God. Verse 9, the Lord God will be with you wherever you go. This is what we step out on. When we face the Jordan River without the Lord, we will be swept away. I I read somewhere that if anyone wanted to bathe in the Jordan River, they had to be tied by rope so they could be pulled back in. And so... The only way we can face the Jordan River is on the word of God and by his leading and his direction. And then we see that all they were asked to do was to get their feet wet. And the moment they put their feet in the water, the river river stopped flowing and God parted the water for them to walk over in on dry ground so north lakes <laughs> people of God God wants you to go to a new place internally God is doing a new thing in each of you He doesn't want you to be content now on this side of the river. But he wants to take you into a new place. You've never walked before. What's your Jordan River? What is your Jordan River? What's the thing God's saying, don't put it off. It's time to face it. You know, we can easily think I'll deal with that later. But there's no laters like today. It's, it's time. God says it's time has come for you to deal with your Jordan, whatever that is for you. And watch and see what God will do as you take that courageous step into that dangerous river and realise that it wasn't that hard when God's on your side. So God is doing a new thing. He's taking you into a new place. But you have to cross the Jordan to get there. Let's pray. Father God, we are excited about the work that you've already done. 
yet you want so much more for us. You don't want us to be content with where we are now. He's saying the time has come for us to go into a new place and Lord, we want to go into the land that you have called us to and given us and provided. And Lord, we want to grow in, in depth of insight and revelation. Lord God, we want you to do an amazing work in each of us. We belong to you. We are yours. Help us to be courageous to face our own Jordan rivers that we would see you part them, that we can move freely into the place and possess the land that you have for each one of us. So God, I pray for the people here. I pray for the work and the intimacy that you're doing in their life. I thank you that you're raising them up to be even more than they are now. And you're taking them into a new place. And you want to reveal to them greater depths of things that you're calling them to. Help them to stay true to you. To not deviate. To not compromise. But to stay true and to conquer those Jordan rivers that stand in the way that prevent them from being where you want them to be. Father God, may your hand of blessing be upon each individual, each person, pour out your presence upon them, reveal yourself to them in a new way, open the heavens and, and shine your light on them, them with your power, your glory, your abundance. And may they eat from the fruit that you provide as they walk in obedience to you. I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.